Hey there and welcome to another episode of the English with Spirit podcast. Today I'm going to share with you 15 informal expressions that are often used in the US. This is part 2. Yesterday I uploaded part 1 of the informal expressions and this is a continuation. So without further ado, let's start with the expressions. The first expression is spoiler alert and this is said during a discussion or review of a film, book, television, drama, etc. as a warning that an important detail of the plot development is about to be revealed. We warn someone by saying spoiler alert because if you reveal information about the plot you may spoil the enjoyment of it if you have not already seen it. For example, a newspaper that is discussing the latest episode of a popular TV show could say, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Sunday's episode, don't read now or stop reading. Or another example, you're telling a friend about the series Money Heist and you say that the latest episode just came out. You could say, spoiler alert, at the beginning of season four, Nairobi is killed. The next informal expression is to be messed up. You can say mess up, which means to fail or to make a mistake, but to be messed up is used more as an adjective. And if someone is messed up, it, he has he or she has an emotional or mental problems because unpleasant things have happened to them. It can also mean that the person is unhappy and emotionally confused. For example, I was messed up for a long time, but now I'm almost recovered. He was messed up after his wife left him. Breaking up with her boyfriend has really messed her up. The next informal expression is badass. And this simply means very cool. It has some other meanings, but the most common one you will often hear is badass as it means something that's very cool. For example, those are some badass shoes. Where did you get them? Wow, that's a badass car. Beyonce is a real badass singer. The next informal expression, which is actually an acronym, is MIA. And this is an acronym that means missing in action. And although the term has military origins, it is also used to imply that a person hasn't been seen in some period of time or is missing, absent, or inactive. For example, a YouTuber could say, I've been MIA because I needed to take a break from social media and YouTube. Or you could also ask, has anybody seen Sarah? No, she's been Mia since the bar last night. Or someone could ask, where's Tom? Who knows? He has been MIA all morning. This means he has been missing or absent or simply unseen. Moving on. The next informal expression is to sell someone or something short. And this means to value someone too little or in other words, it means to underestimate or underappreciate the good qualities of someone or something. Usually you talk about yourself, you sell yourself short. You could say, for example, oh, I'm sure my English is really bad. I always mess up and do mistakes and I feel that no one understands me because of my poor pronunciation. My English just sucks. And a friend that speaks English could say, hey, don't sell yourself short. Your English is great and I can understand you perfectly. Another example, you have an interview and you're feeling insecure about it because, you know, you, and you bring yourself down, feeling very negative. Someone could say, don't sell yourself short. You've got what it takes to nail the interview. 
And the last example, let's say that you go to a restaurant and you say to your friends, it's a pretty lousy restaurant, the food is mediocre and the customer service is quite bad. But your friends really like the restaurant and overall the restaurant itself. The, a friend could say, this is actually a pretty good restaurant. You shouldn't sell it short. The next informal expression is right up your alley. And if something is right up your alley, it's the kind of thing you like, enjoy or know about. Or maybe because it suits your interests and abilities. For example, the social pro course seemed right up my alley when I signed up, but it ended up being dreadfully boring. Kate loves dancing, so salsa lessons would be right up her alley. She loves children, so working at a kindergarten should be right up her alley. The next informal expression is, that's a good one. And this has several meanings. The first one is, it's used for saying that you think a joke is funny or clever. For example, a friend could say, could tell another friend a joke. Uh, hey Jack, why did M&M go to school? And you say, I don't know. It wanted to be smarty. And if you think it's a funny joke, you could say, oh, that's a good one. It also has a second meaning that is used for saying that you think that what someone has said is not true and is intended to trick you. For example, a friend might say to you, I was invited to the White House. And you could say, you were invited by the White House? That's a good one. Or, I met Beyonce at Starbucks and she even paid for my coffee. And if you don't believe your friend, because maybe most likely he's lying, you could say, oh, that's a good one. Sometimes that's a good one is also used ironically to indicate that what was said was foolish and unbelievable. For example, look Jack, I bought this badass new car. And you could say, that's a good one. You told me last week that you were broke. Now seriously, who lent you that car? The next informal expression, which is actually an adjective, is to be on edge. And this means to be tense, worried, nervous and unable to relax. For example, every time I have to give a presentation, I'm on edge. He's on edge because his daughter was supposed to be at home two hours ago. And the last example, is everything okay? You seem really on edge these days. The next informal expression is to do someone a solid. And this simply means to do someone a favor, or it can also mean to do something kind or helpful for someone. For example, hey, do me a solid and take this box into the kitchen while I get the others from the car. Another example, could you do me a solid by walking my dog? You can also use sarcastically and say, do me a solid and stop talking, okay? Now, I'm going to go over some idioms that are commonly used in the United States. The first of all is to plead the fifth. And it is something about the fifth amended of the US Constitution that gives you the right to remain silent. And basically, it's something that you say in order to tell someone you're not going to answer a question because you don't want to incriminate yourselves. To incriminate yourself is to make yourself seem guilty, especially of a crime. But you can use it in a legal context and also in a casual life. For example, an example of a legal context could be this. If the cops pull you over because you were speeding, one cop could ask you, do you know what you are doing? And you could say, I plead the fifth because you don't want to incriminate yourselves. And an example of casual life is when a friend asks you, you look hungover. Did you drink too much last night? 
and you could say, oh, I plead your fifth. And you say this because you don't want to say yes or no directly, but it almost always means you are right, but you just don't want to say it out loud and incriminate yourselves. The next informal idiom is at the end of the day. And this means when everything is taken into account or all things considered. For example, I can give suggestions, but at the end of the day, it's your decision. Another example, my husband loves his job and it's not very well paid. But at the end of the day, he's happy and that's more important than a higher salary. And the last example, I was devastated when my life left me. But at the end of the day, it's good that we got divorced. Our relationship was going south anyway. You can also say at the end of the day when something you say before you give the most important fact of a situation. For example, of course I'll listen to what she has to say, but at the end of the day, it's my decision. And the next idiom is to nip something in the bud. And this means to stop something before it has an opportunity to become established or to stop something before it develops into further into something larger, which makes it more difficult to stop because it becomes kind of unmanageable. Here are some examples. I've noticed that Tommy's getting in the bad habit of chewing with his mouth open. So I nipped that in the bud and told him that it's impolite to chew with a full mouth. Many serious illnesses can be nipped in the bud if they are detected early enough, like cancer. When the teacher saw that a student was bullying another student, she knew that she had to nip it in the bud and stop the bully from bullying the other kid. And the last expression for today is whatever floats your boat. And this expression is used to say that someone can do whatever they like or whatever makes them happy or brings them joy. It doesn't mean that you like the same thing, but you accept that someone likes it. For example, for the cookies, you can add raisins, nuts, chocolate chips, whatever floats your boat. Or a friend could ask you, what do you want to do tonight? Whatever floats your boat, it doesn't matter to me. And that's everything that I have for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening.